That's, a, that's what I was going to say. That's what oh. I would disagree with you oh. on because oh. 100 grand is worth its weight dollars. in names. All right. Are you, hmm. you guys are good. Keep, I don't know keep how following much, that. Well, well 100 grand hole. is oh, I think we should make a lot of, a lot of spooky sounds. Ooh. What is that thing? It's like, some, uh, spooky, scary. Oh. Werewolf Mitzvah. Spooky. You never had seen I've this, never right. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, do you guys know this from 30 Rock? Oh my gosh, it's great! It's one of it's a it's just like a sketch that they do. Ooh, uh, spooky, ooh, scary ooh, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> it's October thirtieth. <laughs> Halloween is tomorrow. Is that too much? Gina, too high? Okay. What are you getting rid Gina. of this Halloween? <laughs> okay, we're gonna probably. Keep doing that at some points, but I'll not do it right now. Right, I've got at least um, one point in mind. I just want to, since it's you know Halloween approaching, great holiday. I would love to dress up this year. Don't know honestly as what yet. Oops, it's a little ooh, late. Ooh, we'll figure it out. Ooh. But you know, as I think about my time collecting, oh, can candy, I be honest? Can I really be honest? Oh yeah, you can interrupt me. And yeah, be I, honest. Do, I do. I do. Um, <clears throat> I will. Uh, could you repeat the beginning of that because I wasn't listening. Oh. Well, our listeners were listening, so no, rude. You can. Well, well, is it? Does it count as interrupting if I'm asking you to speak more? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. Um, I said I don't even remember. I basically I was just leading up to the fact that remembering the days of Halloween, your and the the candy collecting and how joyful that is. But sometimes you rifle through that candy, and you're like, "Ooh, I just want something yummy." Uh-huh. And what you find? Bunch of Smarties. Is that the one you're going to guess? No. Oh, my God. Get them out of here. You, Smarties? Smarties are just the worst candy. They should not exist. Do okay. You like they Smarties? aren't the worst candy. No. <gasps> so, so, look. Here's the deal. Okay. What was your They're guess? They're not the worst, can- the, the worst candy. The obvious worst candy, candy corn. No. I was That crossed my mind, and I was like, no, you know what? I like candy corn. I like candy corn. Are you corn. fucking kidding me? I like me? them. And I like the little pumpkins. I just think that They're fun. And it's just, it's, it's. I know, it's just fake. Just it's just sugar, sugar and dye that's, that's been molded. So many. I mean, yes, candies. generally speaking, that is candy. Candy that is, is not candy nu- colon meant to be nutritionally sugar. valuable. It's, but candy corn, it's fun. I like it. It, it barely I like it. even resembles. Some of them have different it's, colors. It's fun. Smarties, on the other hand. <clears throat> Um, just suck. I can't even. Do you like Smarties? I, like, I, or you I'm just fine with Smarties. I mean, they're the obviously the thing, I, exactly corn. that. The next thing on the list should be pumpkin, uh, pumpkin shaped peeps. Candy corn? No. Oh, what? Because peeps, peeps are just somehow are trash. as somebody who like. Lo- oh, do you love peeps? <laughs> no, 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 no. I hate peeps. I I love marshmallows. Oh. And for some reason, <laughs> you you coat that. In sugar in sugar and it starts it tasting it like worse. shit. Yeah, um, worse. It somehow yeah. it just like leaves the film on your mouth. It just like, it oh, tastes. Just give weird. me a straight up marshmallow. It doesn't taste no, like it doesn't, a marshmallow. Because it's tastes. like all the dye. It tastes like dye. And the shaping, and the shaping probably. I don't know what they have to do to the marshmallow to shape it. But no, no, no. Probably so, some other. Anyways, some other what? Uh, some other additive, some mm, other chemical mm. that allows it to maintain its. You know, bird-like shape. shape. Bird-like shape. Yeah. Or pumpkin-like shape. So literally, yeah. the hierarchy... It, what's the hierarchy from the lowerarchy? <laughs> is like candy corn, Mm-mm. then pumpkin-shaped 
peeps. Actually, I'm going to flip that. Pumpkin mm-hmm. shaped peeps are the sure, worst. I'll go with then peeps. candy corn. Mm-hmm. But like Smarties, you'll eat. No. Those others, those are trash. Those are the fake grass that you put in the bottom of your Halloween Easter basket. They're fucking I'm sorry, bullshit. Halloween Easter basket? You know how in the Easter basket they like put the fucking fake grass in there yes, and then you just gotta throw it away? That's what I'm saying. Things. It's like it's the Easter bed on which Halloween. you put the rest of the I don't candy. Think you've and ever done I'm Halloween sorry. Either. Do you not walk Is around with fun? some sort of like bag or, yeah, or jack o' lantern style basket? No, exactly. That's the candy corn. It's, we should just end it there. Okay. That was perfect. <laughs> uh, what yeah. do you want to get rid of? This spooky this day. This spooky day. No, I want to get rid of shadows that look like people. Oh. I don't know ooh, if you... yeah. Like, because <laughs> I'm not... I would. I generally speaking am not a, a man of phobias. Mm-hmm. Um, fine with heights. Put me in a small space. Covered Put me around spiders. people. All right. Well, you want that? Be reasonable. <laughs> um, okay. Look. I, all right. Fine. I, fine. I don't like spiders. And I don't like bugs. And I don't like I hate bugs. seeing them up close. Anytime it's on a, a television screen. Like fear factor. Just eat like, all these like, bugs. Like 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 Planet Earth. Mm. Oh yeah. That's when it's literally just. A 4K close-up of you know a, 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 a the mating of Cockroaches. an arachnid or something. Ugh. I'm like, yeah. get that off the screen. I I've I've seen it in bars and I'm like freak out. Now, uh, it's not a good thing to play when there's like food being right. sold or drinks. Anyways. Right, but shadows. But shadows. Yeah. I mean, spooky. Spoo- well, because obviously the the greatest threat to human beings is human beings, and <laughs> like. When you see, when you're walking and you see just like, oh, you see like the shadow of the wall and then there's just like this little sliver shadow and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck, is that an arm mm-hmm. of a person? Mm-hmm. Um, also, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I in the bedroom? very, well, see, oh. in my, I had this like closet and it was across from the door. So any light coming from outside the door would shine into the closet like and I had like a like a I mean, portal, like poltergeist. Just giving it no, a no, no. hint. We're not okay. doing these. We're not doing a segue. No, um, I'm just giving a hint. No, sh- I don't want to. But that was like the yet. worst hint ever. Okay, all right. Well, but, closets um, and light. Literally, the, the we my parents had shirts on top, pants on bottom. So <laughs> door opened for safety, and then light shines in, casts a shadow on shirt and pants, casting the shadow of a man in my closet. That's terrifying. Also. My parents were like, don't worry, you know, burglars only ever, like, hurt people if, like, when you surprise them. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, there's a man in my closet I have to pretend to be asleep or he's going to kill me. Um, And that has stuck around. Mm -hmm. That in combination with the Michael Caine movie Dressed to Kill. I've it. seen the first ten minutes of that movie, Gina. It is. It has changed my life forever. I oh. went from somebody who kept the door cracked to somebody who kept the door closed, and because there was a, a crack door moment in the very beginning that uh, has changed my life forever. Wow. I am not to return to he who I once was. <laughs> I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah. I just am surprised. It, I guess practicality. I'm just thinking about hanging. Ooh, 
hanging all your shirts and then underneath them they had like a lower bar with the pants yeah. hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it was so a double crazy. rack uh, yeah. thingy. I mean, I uh, guess closet. that does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But they put them in your. It was your clothes. Yes. No. Oh well, you said your parents did it. They did it right for because you. I was a child. I was six, and I child. a couldn't <laughs> reach. I a couldn't reach the top bar, and b didn't wash, so dry, or hang my clothes. Come in and dress you like. I'm just going to want to interrogate this. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I was like six. Yeah. You're sitting there. Okay, fine. I'm sure it's six. Your mom was like, working at the mill Gina likes to dress okay. herself. She wears <laughs> daisy dresses on top of I mean, yes, that's true. houndstooth flannel shirts with... I would wear the flannel on the Doc outside, Martens and uh, carries a bath mat <laughs> over her shoulder. I was just describing a very, I felt like kind of normal outfit. <laughs> yeah, the bath mat. So I was like, let's normal. throw a bath mat in there. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, sorry. No, I just was curious. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm so with you on the shadow thing. And I've, I mean, it's such a thing in um, movies and mm. also like every child or every person not even as a kid, like even recently, I feel like I've woken up and seen the play of shadows on the wall or floor and just known it was something terrifying moving. And, you know, right. it's, a sh- it's like it's, a chair. It's a tree in the wind. Mm. Oh. Coming in oh. the window to get you. Wait, before we do this, though, now see, I, this week I'm the one who wants to talk more. I just have a quick question for you, which is what was your best ever Halloween costume? Fuck. Okay. Um... <laughs> So I so I struggle mm. because I mean typically it's just mm, oh, oh god um, so I it's not that I like I uh, I feel so bad because it's not that I don't have spirit but I don't really like think of these things and it might come down to not drinking I don't know what it is mm. but like I remember in college like I would go to parties and everyone would be in costume mm. and I'd be like why is everyone in costume. Mm. It's not Halloween. It's like the 27th. Oh, because it's the Saturday. Right. <laughs> but I didn't know. My mm. thought was Halloween's Halloween. That's when you celebrate Halloween. Sure. Why would you celebrate Halloween on a on a, yeah. on a a weekend? Or what, yeah. what does that even mean? So like it has been so often that it gets to – that I maybe I think of a great Halloween costume mm. and then it, it, it ends up being 6 o'clock on – on 31st. October 31st, and I'm like, oh, shit, uh, I think it might be too late. Yeah. Um, I get like that, too. Usually it's like the day of or the day before that I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be the best costume? And not so hard to make, but, you know, it's right. too the, late by then. The last time I dressed up for Halloween, it was 20... <laughs> must be 13. Must have been 2013, actually. Uh, wow, is that... Six years ago. Holy shit. Where's your spirit? I you, told you, yeah, I, I just forget about it. I forget about my spirit. Yeah. But... I dressed in all gray, mm. uh, and then I put on uh, uh, like a big cross over it, and I was a moral gray area. Oh, um, so you were a pun dresser. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I got pun dressed. And hey. Hey. Pun dressed. Hey. I like that. Um, got it. Okay. So yeah, that was the last time <laughs> I dressed up for Halloween. Uh, the year after that, I was I was certain that I was going to like make a tree out of cardboard and like cut a like a little hole in it and and put a bond- bottle of tequila in there with like a stopwatch and some yarn wait, and I was going to be wait I don't I have no idea uh tequila mockingbird um what but because it's the cover of tequila mockingbird we all mm-hmm. know this we're all literary people we've all had summer reading 
Um, he says ironically because I never had it assigned, but it is the most assigned book in. Yeah, no, I've read in it. Thanks. High school. Mine has the cover of a picture from a still from the Philoma. So. Uh. Oh. Spooky sounds. Spooky. <laughs> um, but. Tequila Mockingbird, got it. Yeah, I mean, but and, and then I didn't do it. Um, yeah. Cool. So I don't actually, <laughs> and then in where I don't. Yeah. I don't know. They're probably. I dressed up like a hippie once. I mm, wore blue classic. glasses. Did that too. I just raided my mom's closet. It was so easy. Oh, see, I didn't have a hippie mom. I had a, a, I, I had a hippie costume that was purchased from Party City. So fake it's hippie costume. Nylon and. <laughs> God flower patterns that yeah. nobody ever wore. Right. Very much like those intercut scenes from Austin Powers that right, are like... Now, you have to reciprocate. I would love to tell yeah. you. That was a... Yeah. Uh, you didn't like take a breath. No. Was one thought. Um, you have to reciprocate. I Well, so the best... I mean, I... I also like recently haven't dressed up. I do a couple Where's years your spirit? Ago, a couple years ago, I found... I went back home and found my... Um, Girl Scout vest, and uh, so I like I know, but I was like, oh great, that I can just slap that on top of any clothes and be a Girl Scout. <laughs> so I did that. Well, like only because I was also teaching kids on Halloween, so I like wore that to what to class. I well, was a Girl it's Scout like you went home point. and you found your Catholic school uniform, and then you were like, I'm gonna. Okay. Is, 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 <laughs> okay, is, is, but it's a Girl Scout vest. Okay. Um, it has all my cool patches. I earned a lot of cool patches. What do you, no, cool, what do you call them? Patches. Badges. Badges? badges? <laughs> it rhymes with patches. But the badges <laughs> give you patches, right? Yeah, the badges are patches that you patch onto your vest or your sash, depending okay. on your style. Okay. Anyways, okay. though, the best one that I can remember. No we're, sash, We're always only. ones that my mom and I did together because she's an artist and she's really good at this stuff so we one year i was pippy long stockings and she like made this wire thing that went over my head oh, and like cool. braided my hair onto it and one year i was a what the one-eyed one-horned flying purple people eater and she just like we like i like wore all purple because i loved purple also okay. so it was a Still win-win do. i do love it um and like painted my face purple and like painted a big eye over my two eyes so it looked like i had one eye and then we like made a horn and I think I had wings because I just like always wore fairy wings anyways um, to school and stuff. And that was cool. And it was a nice bonding time with my mom making my costume. This yeah. was like <clears throat> high school, like a little too old to be doing those things. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> thought you were going to be like, this was like first grade. Yeah, no. Wow. I was, wow. But I, I loved it. And then my spirit. And then it was just like, oh, I have to do this all on my own. Oh, I have to like buy stuff to make a costume. Right. Like, eh, never mind. You're like, how do you own all these things? And why are you buying it for one yeah. day? You're not going to wear it next year. Yeah. yeah. I, gosh, don't like it at all. And yeah. what, I mean, now, now, now your mom, did she have like Man. similar spirit for like all holidays or was it just. She did. I mean, she. All Hallows Eve. She like. Was the kind so she would like try to she really hard even after we knew my brother and I knew that like no mythical creatures around holidays existed she would like uh, take char like pretend to write notes in charcoal from like the Easter Bunny and like leave them around the house That's so silly and stuff like that so she she just she was just like a creative artistic person and like took those as opportunities to like to sh- to do that for us. Hmm. In a sweet way. Yeah. Um, my yeah. mom is my mom is Christmas people. 
Loves setting up for Christmas. Likes doing it around Thanksgiving, so it kind mm. of makes us de facto Thanksgiving mm. people. But uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely loves Christmas. Loves, you know, the movies. Loves the Hallmark <laughs> Lifetime movies and that jazz. Mm. But like, never really cared about Halloween. Um, it's funny that you said that about the the mythical creatures, though, because mm. like, I she came to me when I was like seventeen and was like, uh, or no, fifteen, and she was like, Stephen, you um, you don't believe in and Santa, right? <laughs> and like I was 15. like, yeah. And I was like, I mean, I guess no. I can't remember like discovering, oh, Santa's not real. Mm, right. I just. I just know that. <laughs> grew to know that Santa's not real. Uh, and I just did, never thought about it. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, okay, good. Because I asked your sister to help me set up because I have my brother. And she was like, Oh, wow. So Santa's not real. Now, my sister is three years older than me, which means that she found out at 18 that Santa's not real. um, And she found that out because she needed to help set up for my brother. Um, That's pretty great. Right. I lo- that just means she's got the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. She believes. You're like, wow, you know, you're... Not a not a whiff of cynicism not in the air in in the life of Kristen Moskis. Not a whiff. Not a whiff. And then uh, and then we just had a situation where like there's always a young person. So like my brother, being ten years younger than me, believed in Santa for a while. Um, not maybe eight years less than my sister, but a while. And so then we were all sort of pretending for him mm. and then you know he stopped and then we were kind of pretending from my, my parents because yeah, it's just like that like in the idea them. of saying yeah, yeah totally um and then now that now that my mom has a granddaughter it's it just lives on she just and gets on to keep on, on, on pretending but hey we're living not in talking a dream about, world <laughs> we're not talking about christmas today we're talking about what are we talking halloween Ooh. Ooh. Yes, so for this special episode, Ooh. we watched a spooky movie Welcome. from the 80s. Can I do the thing? Can oh, I do the thing? Sure. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, of course. Welcome <laughs> to Should We Keep This Halloween Edition, the spooky cultural podcast Ow. you know and fear that looks back over the past 50 years of music, television, and film, challenging your nostalgia to get at the question, should we, should we? Should we scare this? I'm Stephen Moskis. I'm Gina Stevenson. And this week we are talking about... Kind of going into the Brooklyn guy. (laughs) (laughs) This week we're fucking talking about a scary fucking movie. Yes, Poltergeist. You did, you Facebooked it. Um... Yes, uh, this so this movie we could talk a little about how we came to choose this movie. It come, it's from yeah. 1982, ja. so we wanted to pick a spooky ja. movie ja. from the 80s. Ja. Um, we had a couple of options. We had a, a short couple. list, short list, but we ended up going with this one mm-hmm. because <laughs> thank you for I like the affirmative sound. Yes, um, we ended up going with this one. Um, why? Because it's the most. <laughs> well, no, well, this, we had a few from the eighties, but yes. some of them we felt like were more spiritually of the seventies, <laughs> and so then we were like Nightmare on Elm Street right. or Poltergeist, and then we were like, well, Poltergeist is a little bit more respected. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> it, it, was, it was. It was. It yeah. was. Right. Um, and then 
And then Nightmare on Elm Street was was maybe uh, straight trash, but <laughs> has been revived time and again. Mm. Um, and well, Poltergeist also has had a remake. Poltergeist has had a remake. Has had a remake. Uh, we learned that right, accidentally, a hard-ish way. Yes, um, we thought we were watching the original. And then not for very long. No, but, but for about forty-five seconds, and so we were like, "Oh, yeah. Oh, is that a is that a video game? There weren't. What? Oh, well, this quality seems a lot better what than is it. What is going on? Wait Who's a minute. That? Who's Who? that? Wait, is Sam that, Rockwell is looks Sam the Rockwell? same age. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, "Okay, this is from 2015." Yeah. And then we did watch. And then the we did watch the original Poltergeist together, which was a yeah, joyful which was experience. great. We had always, always a pleasure. Yeah. So third time we've done that. Think so. Think yeah. So. Ordinary time. people. Yep. Back to the Future. Yep. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Some classic, excellent films we've watched mm. together. Um, so I'll just give us a little rundown of the plotty plot of the give us that pot. sweet sweet plotty plot plot. <clears throat> okay, so the pot. I mean, excuse me, <laughs> Poltergeist. I didn't even write the, I just feel the need to put an article in front of it. Poltergeist is about, uh, it centers on a family that lives in uh, California in this a planned community called Cuesta Verde, which means nothing really. It means it costs green. Mean, yeah, it, well, it means make... it costs green. You have to say it, you have to say it, <laughs> it suggestively. Costs green. green. Which means like. Like money, it green cost, like like greed cost. But at what cost? Oh, okay, yeah. sure, okay. Anyways, so this they live in this planned this community where Stephen, the husband. No, I'm saying the what? name of the husband. His of name course. is Stephen. Okay, which will lead me in a moment to a spooky thing about this movie. But we're gonna get there in a second. So just remember that Stephen is the name of the husband, and he's a sex a successful <laughs> real estate developer. <laughs> And Diane, his this the is, wife, we actually is a... didn't watch the 1982 one. We watched the porn version, right. porn where he's very <laughs> successful. Successful. Um, and Diane, who is the is a stay at home mom to their three kids, Dana, who I will never talk about again because she doesn't matter in the movie. She is the teenager. What? Oh no, I made it. Oh a, no, no. Oh yeah, a bad joke. Um, and then Robbie, who's a younger son, and then the youngest, Carol Ann. Um, and one, so Carol Ann wakes up one night and begins talking to the TV set, which is showing static because it's after all the programming is over, which was a thing that happened before, you know, cause there wasn't all night programming. Um, and she says that she's talking to the other people who live in their house and then freaky things suddenly start to happen. Silverware bends, furniture moves by itself. And the next night, the limbs of this very old tree Outside the window of the boy, Robbie, break, a, li- a tree branch breaks through the window and pulls Robbie up, trying to like swallow him into the tree. And Carol Ann is sucked into this glowing portal that appears in their closet. Um, the family rescues Robbie from the tree, but then they're like, oops, where's Carol Ann? Can't find her. She's just nowhere. But suddenly they hear her voice seeming to come from inside. Television the voice set. is coming from inside the television. <laughs> um, so they bring a group of parapsychologists to investigate who determine that it is a poltergeist in their house. And in fact, there's more than one of them. Um, what? I, I, oh, okay. What? Nothing. You just looked like you were questioning something. Um, oh, Stephen, right. I'm not talking about you, Stephen. I'm talking about Stephen, learns from his boss, the real estate 
de- company that their housing development was built on what used to be a cemetery, but it was moved. It's no big deal. Um, the parapsychologists call in the big guns, who is this little woman whose name is apparently, although I didn't hear this in the movie, don't you yawn. Uh, God! <laughs> name is Tangina Barons. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me just pause and make sure that it's clear. We didn't know this going in, but there's a character named Steven, and there's a character named oh. Tangina. What? Steven Tangina? <laughs> Steven Steven Tangina? So that's creepy. Whoa. Okay, continuing. Um... This woman guides them in how to attempt to free Carol Ann from the clutches of this dark spirit that's keeping her restrained and preventing the other ghosts from crossing over into peace. So the medium woman, Tangina, has Diane enter the portal with a rope tied around her, and she emerges with Carol Ann, and Tangina declares, this house is clean. But um, the family's like, let's get the fuck out of here, because that's creepy. So they begin packing to move to a new house. On their last night, the dark spirit returns, um really intensely ambushing Diane and the kids, trying to pull the kids back into the portal. Diane is like driven out into the backyard in the spot where they had been digging a swimming pool and all these corpses start bobbing up in this that area. And Stephen, the husband, realizes that when they moved the cemetery, they left all the bodies. Yeah, move the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Um, the family gets out of the house just in time to see it like shrink and implode on itself into the portal. And then they go and stay at a hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. And then they Very move nice. this television set nice. outside. Very nice. And that is the movie. Yeah. And uh, so this movie was written and produced by Steven Spielberg. And the reason is this movie came out a week after E.T. A week. A week. Hmm. And so while he was doing E.T., contractually, he was not allowed to direct anything else. Wow. And so that's why he's not credited as a director. Instead, um, this guy, Hooper, is the director. And he was the director of the, he was like the writer-director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. And so that is what got uh, got Spielberg's attention as a potential director. Now, unfortunately, uh, they... He was viewed as there's this controversy uh, about whether or not he, quote unquote, really directed it. And a lot of actors have said things like Spielberg was the de facto director and, you know, Hooper didn't really direct. He just sort of said yes to anything Spielberg said. And then there's record of like uh, and then some people have said that that's a really unfair characterization. Spielberg, there's a letter that Spielberg sent to him about whether about how people have mischaracterized their relationship and he and how he views him as the true director mm-hmm. but yeah like a lot of the a lot of there's a lot of back and forth about it there was an investigation by the like directors guild about whether or not those comments were disparaging his uh his position yeah wow bizarre these are. Um, this was originally going to be a sequel to uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It was going to be like the third sequel. And then when Hooper read it, he was like, actually, I think we should tone up the ghost story elements and get rid of the sci fi shit. Hmm. And that's how he. And so, I mean, at the very least, his impact on the film was huge. Um, so the majority of these people were in 
a number of other things. Uh, Craig T. Nelson is 10 years into his career. Joe Beth Williams, the mom, the friend in Kramer versus Kramer. I was uh, like, I know I yeah. recognize her. Nice, yeah. um, and then you've got Heather O'Rourke. So this was like one of her first big roles. She was like doing some TV also. And then she was the little girl. She's the little girl. Um, she died in, how do I put this? Structurally, that's best for the podcast. Uh, oh, like, yeah. Uh, um, so there's a lot of curse mm. to this movie. Now, some people take the curse like super far and say that they're all dead. Um, Who? All of them. All the actors are dead. What? Well, they're all, for the most part, alive. Only four have died. Um, so two of them are from this, are from Poltergeist 2. Um, but a lot of people die. Um, but Basically, in this, you have their daughter, Carol Ann. She dies in 1988 mm. from a bowel obstruction. Oh. She had Crohn's disease, and so there was this acute oh. bowel obstruction, and she died yes. at age 12. So and then cool. this same year, as a, a potentially on the day that this podcast is being released um dominic dunn the uh, dominique dunn um the oldest daughter in the in the show she was oh no 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 don't worry one week after this podcast is being released um she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend um which you know not a curse very yeah. common way that... And sorry, what year was that? that 1982 mm-hmm. in November. Oh, wow. So, so this came out in the summer and she was murdered in November. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually running lines for a film with an actor who was inside and she stepped out onto the porch um, and the guy heard her being like... He felt like he heard her being strangled so he ran out around the back of the house and by the time he got to the front... The guy said, call the cops. And he, no, he called the cops and they said that they were out of jurisdiction. So then he ran around the house. I know, I know. Out of jurisdiction. Like, I don't know how one calls the wrong cops. I don't, but. 911 is the same for everyone. I know. Anyways. I know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he, by the time he ran around the house, he, it was like six minutes he had strangled her. God. Yep. Jesus. Um, then the other two, uh, that were in the sequel, one of them was Will Sampson, who was in, uh, one flew of the cuckoo's nest who played chief. He, he died, uh, after, uh, surgery. And then the other one uh, died of, uh, stomach cancer. He was an old man played, mm-hmm. played the, the big bad, um, who was basically a personified version of the big bad in this one. Oh, um, this is in a different movie. In, in Poltergeist 2, sorry. Mm, um, now, we are given... Now, Beatrice Strait, who was the like initial sort of paranormal doctor, she, I just think it's kind of cool, she won a Tony because she was in the original production of uh, The Crucible. Mm. Yeah. Um, this is also Zelda Rubenstein's first film, um, first major film, and she was the um, I, I, I I'm bad with names, and I'm bad with character Tangina? names. 
Tangina. She was Tangina. Um, she was the the medium who comes in and says, this house is clean. Um, Tangina. Huh. Anyways. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then 37 years after the release of this, uh, fi- I can't, I was going to do a Steven Tangina thing and I can't, I can't come <laughs> up with it on the spot. I can't craft it. I don't have the mental facility. Okay. I'm fucking, I'm trying, but no. Um, so basically this is, um, so uh, the whole, the film has been parodied a lot. Seth MacFarlane actually has a family guy parody and an mm-hmm. American dad parody. Um, the biggest quotes are, uh, this house is clean, And the biggest one by far is they're here. And that is no jokes. AFI has declared that the 69th best movie quote of all time. No jokes. 69. No jokes. That's a very significant number for us. The year we started. started. Very significant for us. Also, this film is like super represented. uh, It's very clearly a big inspiration point for the first season of stranger things. Mm. You have the, you have like getting sucked into a pool. You have Mm. a, I think I'm not at all overstepping when I say a very vaginal, uh, hell mouth. Um, is that season two? I think so. Yeah. But there is, but there is, Wait, no, there this, is in the, in the, in the laboratory. And in the poltergeist, it's you in don't. poltergeist. I meant to say in this movie. Right. Uh, it's like when the closet, when they open the closet and it's like a, it looks more like an esophagus to me. It's a, sure. It's a, it's whatever. A, a, a wet, soft tissued orifice hmm. of some kind. Poltergeist. Uh, poltergeist. <laughs> Yeah. And then also talking through like technology and like using a TV to communicate. Um, That's definitely in Stranger Things because like Will Mm. has disappeared into this other dimension and he can communicate through like static feedback. Mm. Um, So those are definitely referenced very strongly in Stranger Things. Um, Yeah. Oh, oh, also something crazy Mm. is uh, and, and there is slight aspersions cast i don't i feel like that's wrong there is some doubt cast on this but for the most part it is understood to be true that joe beth williams did not know until after filming was done that it was cheaper to purchase actual bodies from a medical supply company than fake skeletons and so she was in that pool with real skeletons of dead people. And she didn't know that? She did not know. They didn't tell her that? No. What? Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. What? Are you sure? Yeah. That's so unhygienic, first yeah. of all, and disrespectful of these bodies just thrown Yeah, and, and, and a little bit and of a, I- ironic. Of a human person. It's ironic. It is ironic. Is what it is. That's like, the whole That's thing. the that's whole point of the show. <laughs> Is that these like, bodies are there and they're mad because unconsecrated people, or yeah, desecrated yeah, yeah. is the word. Desecrated or disconsecrated? Oh. I don't know. Because if they were, I don't know. Well, desecrated. Because they've gone back through being consecrated. But I feel like well, the ground is consecrated. Implies they were consecrated and then they does were. it? Yeah, desecrated is. You want me to Google it? I'm Google. I feel it. like I feel like one can be. 
I feel like if like you're removed from status, it's not the same as Treat being like a sacred place or thing. All right, violent disrespect. Right. Semicolon violence. I'll allow it. Oh, thank I'll you. I'll allow it. Wow. What this is? What is this trivia show? Something. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's get to it. Should we get to? Yeah. Let's get to it. it. Do we want to get rid of poltergeist? One, One, two, two three. three. No, we should keep it. We should keep it. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. I, I explain I, I will, your well, your. I would self. like to first put a strong um, desire that it just loses the character of the teenage daughter completely, uh, um, mm. because as we talked about when we were watching, not only does it really complicate the age. And the the like appropriateness. Oh, right, of, we have not contact, talked uh, about this on the podcast yet, though. So yeah. you actually need to explain uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that. No, of course, that's of insanity. Course. So the teenage daughter is um, sixteen. Sixteen, and we find out in the scene with the parapsychologist when they're asking them about the ages of the family for some reason, which they also just didn't need to put right. in the movie. Um, that the wife is thirty-one. Well, thirty-one or thirty-two, he says. Right, he like forgot thirty two. Right. No, well, like she just turned thirty two. I think it's like a little like, uh, you know. Either way, um, open to not interpretation. That he forgot, but even if she, let's say she's thirty two, okay. Yeah. So then she had, um, she had. You don't need to calculate. I do. For that. I don't. She was sixteen when she had this daughter, and so okay, so she was sixteen when she had a child. First of all, just like. That's a whole. I feel like we should just we should know understand the circumstances of right. that pregnancy. That's a big question. Um, and second of all, in the movie, at least the we don't know how old the husband is. Yeah, that for some reason that question doesn't, doesn't get, get answered. answered. But I'll tell you about all the other people. Um, he certainly looks like he is at least forty. Right. Um, and so even if he was thirty-four in the movie, right? Because then he would be eighteen when they had 17. sex. She's 32. He, if he was 34, he would be 18. Okay. The math is just unnecessarily complicated. I'm doing. Oh yeah, we should minus 16, not divided by two. It just happens that 30. It's because 32 divided by two is 16. Dividing. Ah. That's not how ages work. Anyways, (laughs) so the point being that, like, he is definitely at least. Older than thirty four in the movie, and oh, so yeah. like it was straight He's up statutory. Forty three in the movie, and so like there, and it doesn't add anything. It is, there's no reason. It's just like casually thrown in there that like she was sixteen when she had the baby. We have to just do the math ourselves. It doesn't make sense. And then the teenage daughter as a character, not only is she also like for no reason, we just watch her being like um, catcalled and like harassed by the uh, construction workers wow. who are building their pool, and her mom yeah. just like laugh it off. But she also literally has nothing at all to do with the plot of the movie. She does not exist in right. the movie. Like she is not affected by the ghosts, excuse me, poltergeists. She is not in any way like ever well, they're really all pulled in. Sure, but they are specifically. Their purposes in. are different. Okay. They're yes. not they're not haunting, they're poltergeisting. Pol- yeah, they're poltergeists. All yeah. uh, right. Um, but yeah, same thing. Uh, I think. But yeah, uh, well. so she has no point except to complicate the math and the legality of this marriage. So really? Like, Seriously? She really just needs to not be a character. Every big um, scene, she just she's always at a friend's house and then comes right, and in then at like, the end oh, and screams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's just like really selfish and unnecessary. So I would just get rid of her. But okay. So 
I just think so. I, I mean, I, I do love scary movies. Um, I don't know as much as I'd like to about like the history of them, but I think this is one of the first movies to really be successful in sort of like box office wise, but also like critically with a lot of the, like sort of the tropes that come to then perpetuate and then be Mm -hmm. sort of changed and complicated and added onto or messed with in lots and lots of horror movies that have continued to this day. Um, you talked about like stranger things and stuff. Um, I think certainly the TV thing and the fact that she's like talking to static and this character comes out of the TV. I was like, okay, the ring, there you go. The ring There's a Um, Michael Keaton horror movie called white noise. Exactly. The same thing. Great. Um, even the idea, so I was looking up like the origins of cre- clowns being creepy because there's, so the boy has this like unnecessary inexplicably owns clown, a um, life-size clown doll. Yes. And it just like sits there across his bed. Um, and cr- clowns is like a creepy m- trope were existed before, including in like silent movies, apparently a bit. But I think this is the first, this, cause this movie came out before child's play, so uh-huh. like Chucky and stuff like that. Uh, and obviously there's been lots of history of like creepy dolls coming to life or doing something. Um, and I feel like this is one of the early examples of that happening. Totally. Um, and I recently watched the conjuring and so I'm like, ah, um, which was I don't watch very good. You don't watch movies. scary movies. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so like not to say that all of these tropes, like some, a lot of them get like re you like beaten to death essentially. And, um, but I just think it's like very cool that like this movie really sort of capitalized on a lot of things that ended up being in a lot of other movies. And the thing of, sorry, there's also the idea of like, well, two things. One being that kids being able to sort of like speak to or see ghosts before adults can, um, which also feels very like E.T., like Spielberg-esque, mm. you know, of like the sort of innocence of kids and therefore they're like existing on this other plane or they can just sort of see things in a way that adults can't. Um, and then also the sort of the like paranormal investigative team thing, which then of course becomes like a huge deal and everything from like Ghostbusters, I feel like right. to, you know, every movie about hauntings. And this wasn't the first one there, the, the book, the house, the haunting of house of Hill house, the haunting of Hill house, um, was like the first book where like, and then it became the movie, the, Haunting, I think it was called of Hill in '69. Well, well, the original oh, the, one was just called The Haunting. Okay. Because um, The Haunting of Hill House that that came out as a series on Netflix like two years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, it's like been that. like remade a bunch yeah. of times, but like so that was really the first one I think that like actually sort of did a sort of like paranormal investigative whatever, sure. but in a different way, and it wasn't critically received that well. So I just feel like it's cool that this one movie is sort of encapsulating like all of these tropes that. Um, that then became, you know, big. Yeah. So definitely at this time, um, this might be a little bit over sensationalized, but uh, the at the time, horror as a genre was seen as being a step above porn. Mm. So the fact that you have Spielberg, who is for seven years now the one of the biggest directors in Hollywood coming out with like already this year, like one of the most successful films of all time. The fact that he's at the helm and then also he fought for, they fought for the PG rating Hmm. because it almost got an R rating, but they fought for the PG rating because at the time there, there was no PG 13, which meant basically if you had an R rating that just 
destroyed mm. your your like gross, office. your box yeah. office. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Um, and so they fought really hard to make sure that like loads of people could see it. And I think that's, I wouldn't be surprised if there was something to do with like everybody living all like something to do with the kids and you know, like there's no blood or anything. There's no gore. It's all like spooky Yeah. that, that like provides this sort of not family friendly, but like, mm-hmm. but like all ages accessible yeah. Yeah. horror that like, yeah, helped it do exactly what you're talking about. Like it, it, it expanded and cr- it helped create and legitimize like multiple genres, tropes within multiple genres. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we didn't have this PG horror, would we have like scary stories to tell in the dark, which was on a Nickelodeon in the nineties, you know, right. it's hard to, right. it's hard to tell. Yeah, no, it is very cool because it's like, it was scary. There were parts even, you know, and I was like expecting to watch it and be sort of like eye rolly the whole time or like laughing at the effects. And a lot of the effects when they actually focus on like effects were not great. Yeah, but, I was expecting to be scared. And when we saw the first effect, I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, which oh, is no. a really bad fake like drawing of a ghost coming out of the TV. Yeah. But then, but like so much, a lot of the movie was just like the really well done non animation stuff, which was, and like building on the sort of tension and the suspense and the, and so it's cool that like, um, it was scary and, and yet at the same time, like not saying that just because a movie, you know, will elicit those emotions that like it, it also, why is that a thing that kids or teenagers or whoever like can't experience too. And Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of fun. Yeah. That like what you're saying of it opening this genre. Yeah. And, and and so the, that's the thing. It the movie itself gets, I think, to it this is definitely a nostalgia film that gets too much credit. A the it, but should get all the credit for inspiring other better movies to be made. Um the reason I sort of phrase it that way is yeah, we you, you know, there is a remake in 2015. It is rated very poorly. Um, in terms of like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. And this movie is rated super well. Mm-hmm. Well, there are so many problems. I mean, so they hire a team to install an underground pool. Those construction workers are catcalling, like really aggressively, really aggressively catcalling their 16-year-old daughter in their backyard yeah. while they're on the clock and the mom is watching through the kitchen window, kind of chuckling and smirking. Right. And it's like, no, 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 you paid them. And then you're you're paying them while they're harassing your daughter and you're fine with it. Right. I mean, she I mean, maybe she's like, I mean, she's getting a little old by her age. I had her. No, I mean, I don't the right. I mean, joke she failed, was but the like, same age. Exactly. Um, but God. the then you see like one of those guys reach in, pull the like reach serving ladle out window. of the food mm-hmm. and like eat from it and put it back in, put the utensil back in the pot. And Gina can attest, I freaked out. You did. I, You're like, oh, oh, oh no. Oh no, I can't. Is, I can't. I right. know. Oh. This is 
That that oh that's me. Oh, I became a 1920s reporter. I was like, oh oh god, oh, oh, oh no, oh no, oh, no. Oh, oh I can't be. Right. See, well, it can't be. And the mom's um, response is just like a like sort uh-huh. of hand on hip. How is it? Was you know? it good? Not like a what the fuck, dude? Get yeah. out with your germs and right. your. Are you fucking kidding me? Picking it up and throwing it on him and being like, "Stay the fuck out of my house." The pool's out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, structurally speaking, this film is. It, it, the beginning is pretty shit. Now, like the 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 third act, I think, is great. They like escape the house. They like get they get blasted out of the hell. They're color. They are covered in esophageal and or vaginal goop. Mm. Um, and. Really want that to be your hashtag? That's <laughs> um, <laughs> vaginal goop. Uh, no, but but they they and they they escape. Well, they and they move. They pack up. Blah blah blah. Fast forward. Okay, they just have one night in the house, and then boom, shit hits the fan. Bigger and badder than ever. Okay, what a great third act. All right, but in the beginning, you're left going, "What the hell changed?" They'd been living in this house for years, and the and we, I had. I had the guess that I think it's proved right based on the film. Did a good job with your guess, yeah. But it was, I mean, I was really searching in the beginning, mm-hmm. which is that they break ground on the pool, which means they sort of, that is what's considered the the big sort of catalyst desecration, shall we say, um, that then let the spirits out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's like a couple passing sentences about a pool. They didn't like... There was no moment about, hey, we're finally breaking ground on the pool, you know? Like, there, it wasn't built up. So if you watch, like, all the things wrong with pol- – there's lots of things. There's lots of, like, lists that talk about things that are, like, silly, like wrong about poltergeist or whatever. But they say, like, they didn't haunt anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well – if they made it very clearly about the fact that they broke ground on the pool, then it would be yeah, clear that they, sense. that they yeah. did that. Right. Um, it's also very unclear how much time is passing ever in the right. movie. Like once Carol Ann is sucked into the closet, it makes it seem like there it's been some time before they've reached out to these parapsychologists. Cause they're talking about like my, his work is suffering, the dad's work and they like, they all can't sleep. But I'm like, was it, but wasn't it just like yesterday? Like, wouldn't you immediately mm. find these people? And also, like, how did they find these people? And isn't the uh, boy? Oh, 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 oh. Also, mm. not built up well enough. The mom watches her on TV. They have like a TV show. Oh, they do. How do you know yeah. that? Uh, again, looking up. Really? This stuff. Yeah. No, oh, I don't think that was in anything. That's in the, uh, there. There is, remake, and I remembered a. There's a thing in the remake of that sort of. I I remember there just being a shot of a show on TV, but there's nothing made of it and you never see it again and it's five seconds long. So then it's not like, no. Yeah. And there's a whole scene where she's like talking about how she was looking through the phone book. Like there's no, there's nobody to call because like you can't look that stuff up. So it's like, there's no, it's so unclear how she finds these people or how Um, they find it. And there's like all this reference to the fact that, they're like they sort of self-reference as liars you know like they're they're seeing all of this wild stuff and they're trying to explain to them they're like talking amongst each other while lying 
They're like, what do you mean lying? Well, they're lying. They're going like, so we're not sure that your house, your house may be haunted. We're not quite yet able to tell. And then like a pot moves across the table and like, they've already seen all this floating shit. And it's like, they're just kind of giving their spiel mm-hmm. that they go through where there's like, obviously mm-hmm. paranormal shit going on. And then meanwhile, you know, she's the face of this company, but like her two, you know, operators or whatever, one of them is talking amongst the talking with the other one being like, I'm not sure that they're not planning this in some way. Like they're, they're certain that this has to be fake because I think the implications are that they're fake. Or just that, I mean, I, I got the impression that they've just never dealt with anything like this before and that that's, makes it like very hard, excuse me. They just don't know what to do, you know? And even like that they've, I believe that they believe that these things are real. And like, even the thing where the guy talks about, you know, over seven hours, he saw this thing move across the floor, like, and he caught it on tape. Like he thinks, they think that this is real. They've just never encountered it like this. And so they just literally like, don't know how to explain how to like, you know, what they're seeing doesn't match up with what they can't, their understanding, you know, because it's just like literally impossible for their brains to understand. But um, they have these tools yeah. that these like instruments that then they're like, well, they're not read it. The noth- nothing's being picked up. And you're like, oh, well, of course, because they're fake machines, because nothing exists that knows how to measure this shit. But then they start working. Mm. And so you're like, well, wait a minute. Do they work or do they not work? Are you real? Are you not real? Are you what? Like what? Mm. It, it was. I I felt yeah, like very inconsistent on had that. More about like um, who they are, what their yeah. background is, how they actually are. I did feel like though that pool scene. Mm. That pool scene was freaky. scary. It was freaky. I jumped a little bit. Yeah, because she slides. The uh. mom like falls into the pool. It's it's just dirt. They haven't laid any concrete, any anything. So it falls in the dirt in the water. And then, boom, like all these skeletons start popping up. All these caskets all these open and real boom. Skeletons. All these literally, <laughs> oh like God. these real dead bodies That's she's floating with. Crazy. They're fucking popping up, popping up, popping up. And then, like, and she's like fighting her way out and like falling back in. It is, it is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was kind of a relief because I was sitting here when we went into the movie being like, I don't want to be. Too scared, and then the movie started, and I was like, I don't think no that's <laughs> gonna be an issue. Yeah. And then that happened, and I was like, All right, at least this yeah. like no, it got scarier. Yeah, um, which I think is a f- and I said this too when we were watching, but I, I don't know if it was intentional, but that like starting the movie out with effects that you're like kind of you can roll your eyes at, mm-hmm. and then later because it did, it got really impressive towards the end, and I was like, yeah. Oh shit! Like this just felt like an elevation of what was possible in the movie. And if that was intentional, that's very smart because even the stuff of when the, you know, when the beast comes back for real, the last night that they're there, you know, the mom is like thrown up against the wall and she's like on crawling on the ceiling Mm -hmm. and then like down and it's really intense and, and just like, yeah, Yeah. just well done. I mean, even affects what, I mean, I can't tell, like if it was intentional, that's awesome. Right. And it, it may, if not, it really just set, like shows that like pre- they should have stuck to practical effects right. because that was done with the like you know you have the house that's on like a set that 
can be rotated, mm-hmm. and then she's just sort of right. she's staying on the ground as the room rotates. Right, but it looked it looks amazing. perfect. It yeah. looks absolutely perfect. Yeah. And then the at the very end, the house gets mm-hmm. presumably. It gets like sucked, sucked into, into presumably the pool, I feel like, but it mm. gets like. Or the portal. Or the portal, but I feel like the portal might be going into the pool. I don't know. I have no idea. I know the portal's going into the cloud. Either way, the house implodes. And the way that was done was they built like a small scale model and they wove, they put wire hmm. through like the rafters and the support beams and all kinds of stuff. Um, and then it led, they all sort of collected into a bundle and they, then that bundle got sucked up by a vacuum. Cool. And so they just like <laughs> basically built this thing to implode and then yeah. sucked it up by it a vacuum. Awesome. It <laughs> was like, we were like, how did they do that? They yeah. have this weird cartoon skeleton arm coming out of a, mm-hmm. coming out of a TV and then, right. and then they like destroy this whole house. Like yeah. Yeah. what, no. how did, how are these things in the same movie? Right. Um, yeah. It's yeah. pretty amazing. And I, I really, so I, um, I started watching the remake, um, which you did not get to see, no, which is I fine. I watched the first half of it or so. Um, and one thing that I do, so you're talking about the structure and I, I agree with you that the structure structurally this the original movie has a lot of gaps and makes less sense but i feel like there is something to be said about the sort of liberties it took that are kind of partially like <clears throat> that i sort of enjoyed um in a way that like just sort of kind of was breaking from sort of expected stuff or i guess like seeing it sort of mapped out step by step by step which in the remake we do we really sort of see it we see the inciting incidents very clear and they like moved to a new house and that's why things started. And then like, even, you know, once the girl gets taken into the portal, like we see the steps and like the family doesn't, you know, they don't know how to speak to the daughter and then they learn how to speak to the daughter with the help of the psychologist, like all these things, which just felt more kind of like classically, you know, just sort of more justified. Yes. But like laid out in a very obvious way, you know, well, I, and, I mean, and, okay, continue. So, please. and just to say that, like, I think there is some the, the moment that stands out to me in the original is the fact that, like, when this the like parapsychologists come to the house for the first time, we see the family, like, the feeling that the family has, even if it is just a day or a week. That's I do want to know how much time it's been, and like, I want to know those logistics. But that they have, they like are already both unbelieving of what's happening and have like adjusted to it. Like the mom is like, I talked to her through the TV, like she's here, like, and you see her like wide eyes and like crying while she's saying it, but also like hopeful and terrified, you know, and like, she's there, she's like right there, you know, like all these things. And you're kind of like, how did you figure that out? Or like, you just, we kind of skip the step of, of the sort of debate of like, is this really happening? Is this not happening? You know? And there's something, um, kind of, I think it, cool in the sort of stutter that it makes you do as a viewer too, where you're like, Oh, now we're just, now we're just in it. Okay, cool. You know, cause we, un- I don't know, like I understand that behind, beyond the scenes that we see that like those things are happening and maybe there is some merit to the fact that like we skip them, um, just for the sort of sake of like the, the way it makes you watch the movie yeah. differently. Well, yeah. I'd say that like, okay, so structurally the, uh, those are definitely like, 
it is very clear that by based on what you're saying, the 2015 version takes a, uh, it really helps the audience sort of walk through in a much more explicit way what's going on. Mm-hmm. However, I don't I don't think that that's what I was talking about. Like I literally just mean they didn't make a big deal about the, the breaking ground on the pool. Sure. Yeah. Um, that that, that is that is the thing that makes you understand why this is happening mm-hmm. makes you understand why it's not happening to anybody else. Um, well, it's also interesting just to, sorry to interrupt you, but that the, when the people come and they're talking about the difference between a poltergeist and a haunting, they're like, these things can just happen and then they disappear. Like they, yeah. that there is, so there's something sort of strange potentially about maybe there being no inciting incident, you know, that sort of like the poltergeist just arrives, which is not a thing that we are trained to to follow Find or, interesting. or a, yeah because we're just not trained to watch movies that way but as far as like a story of something paranormal the idea that like things just suddenly start happening I'm like okay maybe in a paranormal world that's true because like there maybe there isn't always a reason which is even more scary because you can't trace it back to something that you did well I object the the reason I object to that mm-hmm. is because there there are movies like that and they there's a way to do it in a way that like feels satisfying. I.e., the movie I'm thinking of very specifically is The Stranger, The Strangers, mm-hmm. that where these people just terrorize this couple for no reason, and before they kill them, there the woman's like, "Why are you doing this to us?" And they say, "Because you were home," mm-hmm. and then they just like stab her. It was God. it's it was it was a fucked up movie. Um, is that that new movie? No, it's not new. New as of two thousand and ten. There was yeah. a sequel that just came out recently. Oh, okay, but so like, I think that and 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 I and I when 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 talking about structure, I definitely get in like arguments with people who like hear talk about, and I don't think that you are this way. I'm not I'm not saying this by you that hear that when like the second you talk about structure that you're talking about like some sort of like didactic academic principle that must be followed so that like someone can push their uh, glasses up and say, yes, this is technically good. It's like, no, it's so that like, like you feel it. Like if you, we, we feel that we, that we like, we know when we don't understand something, when something's ambiguous, we know the difference between like the end of inception what we didn't know then and the beginning of poltergeist, what we don't know there. Like it's a different kind of suspense and ambiguity. Um, Now something that you're saying that I definitely think is, I would say um, a failure of the remake that they should have kept is what I, to me, what the great thing is about, about time having passed with them in, um, like knowing more about what's going on. I mean, no, it doesn't really make sense that they're just sort of living in this house that terrorized them. If we don't see like why they couldn't go anywhere else or something like that, like that, that that might've been nice to have justified, but it's not really that big a deal. Um, Well, their daughter is stuck inside somewhere. So right. If they want to like, just let me show, I just maybe show me something that shows they they don't want to leave, but they don't want to leave her. Yeah. Um, But they go the one of the like best moments is when they're talking about like um the the they're like 
the paranormal experts are kind of flaunting all their things and their credentials. And they're like, yeah, I watched it move 10 feet over seven hours, invisible to the naked eye, mm-hmm. but I, I cut it on time-lapse footage. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, kind of like, oh, yeah, we're, we're kind of the shit. So all the things that you're not able to detect, we'll detect it. And he just sort of blankly right. stares at them and opens the door uh-huh. and all this shit is just flying <laughs> around in the room right. and they're drop jawed. There's this like great thing of this, of like these, you know, people knowing more than right. the, the quote right. unquote like experts. experts. Yeah. yeah totally. Um, totally. which not to demonize experts, <laughs> not to demonize no, experts, but, uh, no, but that is, it, yeah. Nice. Like there is, right. especially when they're like, they're sitting at the table and, you know, he they're like, no, we don't know that your house is haunted. And then the coffee pot like slides right, across right, the right. table and yeah. you're like, oh, OK, right. no, it's, um, great. it's yeah, it, like the emotional understanding versus the like technical. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's yeah, it's 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 almost like in uh, like platoon, the difference between, you know, Willem Dafoe and Tom Berenger and the their like lieutenant. You know, how, like, he's technically in charge, but he, like, has no experience mm-hmm. in the field. And they're, like, they've got all the experience sure. in the field. Um, you know, he's, like, yeah. watching from his horse up on the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just, yeah, like, I, I'm, structure is absolutely important, whatever the structure may be. Because if we just feel that there is no structure there, then, you know, the audience is lost. And not in a good way. Because, of course, you can tell when you're being taken care of and intentionally not being told something versus when you just feel like you're being led by, you know, into nothing by someone who doesn't right. know what they're doing. So, um, yeah, no, no. And I certainly, yeah, I think because it does seem like the point was the swimming pool in the end, that like setting that up in the beginning would be helpful probably. Right. Um, but no, I am with you on structure being important. Yeah. And, and I think we definitely shouldn't know. Is. Yeah. Like it, literally there should just be something about the pool mm-hmm. like and, and i think that like you know we shouldn't be thinking the whole time they shouldn't have broke ground on that damn pool right, right. it should just be when Subtle. you know when she falls into the pool we go oh it my god the pool. the pool right like that would be the ideal scenario mm-hmm. um yeah yeah but it, that so like that was an element that i think was definitely weak. Also, I'm sorry, man. We both we all agreed. Um, the film begins, and it's like the dog is you know running to all the different sleeping people, and it's like it's very adorable. And the dad's sleeping in front of the TV as national anthem plays, and then it goes to white noise, and he visits all the other sleeping people, and then the little girl Caroline wakes up, goes, sits in front of the TV starts having a conversation with the TV and then the dad wakes up and everyone else wakes up and they're all standing on the stairs watching and they're just watching her have a conversation with the TV and do nothing. <laughs> that is the begin and 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 there's no there's no there's no there's nothing like adding to the suspense where they're like see it's happening again even if it said like right is this what you were talking about or something like that? Even like, I mean, in a way it kind of reminds me of Hamlet because like you have the ghost appearing and the guards they're they're like, they've seen the ghost before. Mm. So they're like showing Horatio the, the ghost. 
And so they're like, see, it comes, it's like, and Horatio is able to ask them questions and they're like answering questions about the ghost. It's not just like a ghost and everyone's kind of watching saying nothing. And like, yeah, I couldn't believe uh, that was, that was also sort of an unfathomable part of the structure. I get, it's definitely like a big cliffhanger Mm -hmm. for the audience. Yeah. But it's like, what is, is this the first time? What's happening? Right. No one goes, Carolyn, Carolyn. (laughs) <laughs> who you, who you talk to? Right. Who are you talking to? Not even Caroline. Don't look so close to the TV. You'll hurt your eyes. Right. Like, yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> There's nothing. I know. Um, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. 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 So. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Definitely. I think Hollywood. I think. I think that it's also an issue of like Hollywood still figuring it out. Mm. You yeah. know. Sure. Like we talked about it with ET. That there were just things that, yeah. like, there's yeah. no now Hollywood is like accountable to scientists mm-hmm. and all kinds right, of stuff, right, right. but th- that yeah. was not true at the time, right? I also want to add, and I was very disappointed that the remake, I guess, trying to stay true this is a different subject completely, but about yeah. the movie, um, stayed true to this, I guess, because it was just trying to be like, well, we're just doing the exact same thing, but slightly updated, um, that like there is just the one. It token black character in the movie who's like the one one of the um, paranormal, paranormal detectives. investigator people um and in the remake it's honestly to me it was even worse granted i didn't watch the whole thing but the one character who's a person of color is also a member of the investigative team um she's a woman she's black and she literally like her first line doesn't happen for like until the like fifth scene that they're in mm. And then even then it's sort of like she has no point, you know, or no like personality unlike the other ones. And I feel like with the original, it's like the, there's the lead person who has a, we, she's the lead. There's the one guy who's like sort of bumbling, right. Who's like not right. very good who at kind of runs job. away. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the black guy who just sort of like doesn't have a, per- like who's just sort of like doing the job. Right. Like there isn't really any character to them. So I just, um, you know, just yeah, not surprising honestly because it's the early '80s and there were so many right. examples of like this one character who's a sort of token person of color. And I was just extra disappointed that in the remake they did that again. It almost sounds worse because they're not even. They're like, it's one thing. It is one bad thing to have a token. Mm-hmm. It's another, like, worse thing to like pay homage to the token which is kind of what the remake is doing they're like oh we had uh one token person of color here they could have made so they have a um very bizarre so all the houses are built the same in this neighborhood but they're but apparently this neighbor the where where they have their tvs face one another so they their their universal remotes or whatever Mm -hmm. they keep changing the channel on each other's tvs and they have this big feud with the neighbors and like in a remake, those neighbors mm. could have been people of color. Sure. Like there's no, yeah. like, and they would have like a dynamic role in the film. Right. And again, I only watched the first half, but there were no neighbors who we were introduced to. We met several other characters, all of whom were white. Um, right. So, yeah. Also, it kind of, it really, I feel like lowers the stakes for the family because he, in original Poltergeist, he is the main like salesman 
for the developing agency that is developing all these neighborhoods in California. Mm-hmm. So like it's not just it's not like Amityville horror where they move into a house and it's already awful. Right. It's like there's a right. He is the he is like the representative of the company mm-hmm. that has done the terrible thing. Right. Um which could be the reason that the spirits are only haunting this house. You know, also, like, yeah. This is where you live and you are kind of responsible. Yeah, in the remake, I mean, I actually was far, I, in the remake, I was like, I would love a version of this movie where there's just no super paranormal stuff because like the dynamics of the family and like their actual real life situations were like super interesting and so well played by Sam Rockwell and... Oh my gosh, I looked her name up and then I forgot Oh, it. I did too and I totally don't even know what it is. Oh my uh, God. Oh my God. What? Uh, her is her name is like duh. woman that it was not a name that I even times. recognized again. And um, it shoot, Rosemary DeWitt. Rosemary DeWitt. Um, they she, just acted so well, and like the they were they're dealing with like a lot like all these economic things, and they were um, struggles and like job struggles and like yeah. all these. And it was talking. About, am I mixing this up? They were talking about like foreclosures. Like it seemed like they were just. It was set. Yeah, like that, 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 the, that's new. That's not. I mean, everything is expanding you know? in 1982. Everything is growing. People are buying more right, houses. Exactly, we yeah. have to build more and more neighborhoods. So yeah, so it seemed to be like potentially really. Um, I just was like, oh, I'd watch this movie if there was no paranormal stuff, because then I think it'd be probably a better movie. But uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, right. and it was spooky. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Also, I was very pleased that you said that they justified the clown. Oh my god! Because <laughs> yeah. it, the, literally, this life-size clown. Why? It, it, why would anyone give it as Especially a gift? Especially when you why see this boy only loves Star Wars stuff, and then this clown. Yeah. Like, what's this? Why would this, room this is would covered be a in Star Wars stuff. It would be like a giant Yoda. It would be something else. And it's sitting on a chair, facing his bed, right. and all you see is him being scared of it. Right. Move it during Move the day, pal. It. Yeah. Yeah. In the remake, there's. They're just like the bunch of a box of clowns in the attic that accidentally get discovered, and they're creepy. Yeah, makes more makes sense. more sense. Also, wait a minute though. Yes, films rules. Would that mean that it's not a poltergeist and it's a haunting? I again didn't watch the whole thing. So no, but like, I, the, but I it might be kind of like how in this in the original the like items that belong to the dead person appear. Like perhaps right. these were items of like a bunch of dead kids. I don't know. They make yeah. a very strong there's a conversation where they make a where they make it as clear as it is made. Um that a haunting mm-hmm. is about a location. Like locations get haunted, but then poltergeists go after people. And so like it makes or or it's more like poltergeists are spirits that they like have an agenda mm-hmm. as opposed to they're mm-hmm. just in right, a like space. S- right. yeah, yeah. Um, and so it makes sense that in the film, he desecrated the ground. He sold all the homes and works for the developers. So those poltergeists are going out against him. Like there makes is total sense. Probably again, I, there's probably a reason I'm, because again, this movie is trying to be so well-structured that like it's about them because the they have the same poltergeisty speech in that movie too. I just again did not watch the last half of the movie right. where mm-hmm. all the secrets are typically revealed and yeah. the threads come together. So right. do not know. Um, when I was a kid, do you think 
buried. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't even know what could, could happen, yeah. but it feels like it's breaking its own rules. Possible. Um, do you want to keep it? Do you want to read it to us? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's do still, it. I feel let's the same. Do it. Oh. Oh, I thought we were oh. going to count. I just oh, like, I don't want to count again. One, two, surprise. three. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, keep it. Let's like, keep it. Yeah. It's by today's standards lacking in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but it paved the way for like mm-hmm. a bunch of great stuff. Yeah. You agree. Yeah. Even though you don't like scary movies. Yeah. Still. Even though I don't like scary movies, but I love Stranger Things. Mm, yeah. Gotta keep Stranger Things. Yeah. I have two ears and a heart. I love Stranger Things. Great. Um, Cool. Well, this has been fun. It's been fun yeah. to a special. Spooky, spooky is what it is. Fun. It's been spooky. And we're going to keep doing a couple of fun little surprises with our next few episodes. What? Why did you, aren't we? Okay. I don't know. Oh. Scary surprise. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck me. Kill me. Oh, you're trying to make it Halloween me? No, I was just thinking. Oh. I was just okay. thinking. That's what fine. you thinking? Thinking? I'm thinking that we're a Rock Rising production podcast. podcast. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about follow us handles. Should you, we keep this? Follow, yep. Should we, should we keep this? Yeah. Every, should we, In all the places. Look up. Should we, look up, should um, we keep this? Look up. Should we keep? Look up. Stephen Moskis. Uh, look up. Okay. Gina with a G. Yeah, you look can up, do that. Brock Rising. I think he's been possessed. We're going to need an exorcist. We're not doing that the exorcist, by the way. If we, did um, the, if we were in the 70s, we would have done it. I, I'm going to close this off with a... Oh, well, you need a... Are we doing these things? Do you need a hashtag and a haiku? Fuck it. Give me the hashtag. Well, and yes, we're doing the haiku. I Give really me the haiku. I really want to do vaginal goop, vaginal goop. But <laughs> I really don't think that's. That's going to be. That's going to make a tough week for me, is what it's going to be. How about do. just goop? Hashtag goop. Oh. Hashtag goop? No. Gross. It's to Gwyneth Paltrow. What? Okay. Um, if you don't, if you're not plugged in, you're not plugged in. See, all of them, we got we just we only like Porntergeist. It's just too. They're all too much. Porntergeist is is pretty much is pretty probably fine. Okay, give it a try. I'll give it. A, I'll see. give it. Or a go. just don't post anything if, Maybe if it I feels won't. wrong. Um, I did not remember to make a haiku, what? but I did one as we talked, Sick. and it's really good. You ready? Oh my god! Spooky Halloween. They're here. Who's in the TV? Steven Tangina. (laughs) 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 This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.